Hello and welcome to another episode of the PFRS podcast. I'm your host, Eric Dahl, and this is Kilo Chasers Raw Cut. With me today is Matt Ware, as usual, and Damon Abbott. Thanks for having me. Hey. Absolutely. So uh, we're going to get into Arnold recap. Damon didn't actually compete. He just went to go and support his team and train, and train he did. So listen up, and we'll be right back. How's the week going, guys? It's going. It's uh, <laughs> it's been a week. Yeah, we'll say that. Uh, but hey, good good training week so far. Good for you guys. I have not done anything until today. So, <laughs> how are you feeling, Damon? I feel good. Yeah. Just spent the last four days in Central Oregon, taking a little a little break from everything, and back <laughs> ready to go. There we go. You didn't take much of a break from lifting, though. Nope, hit it Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> Love it. Love Back it. at it today. Nice. nice. Good work. What gym did you go to over there? Uh, I So I was staying in my mom's house down in Powell Butte Bend area, and I had an old set of pound bumper plates, a bar, went and got a $70 weeder squat rack, got some horse stall mats, and <laughs> just working out in the garage. Oh, shit. So you have a full setup at your mom's then? Yep. Hell yeah. That's the way to go, man. Yeah, every time I go out of town, I got to take my whole setup with me. I usually, once a year, I'll go up to our, our lake cabin in Washington, and I'll take my whole everything and just lift in the garage. Same same deal, just it's a it's a haul. <laughs> I think yeah. I spent the whole, what, 2019, 2020, just carting around my stuff to yeah. parks oh, and, right. and right. neighborhoods and parking lots, wherever I could find. Yeah. Yeah. So, Damon, you're new to weightlifting. How long have you been doing it for? I am. I've been on the team since November fifteenth. Yeah. I think was day one. What were your What were your in like your first week, first two weeks? What were your numbers at? So I think the Saturday Sunday before I joined the team, I like I snatched forty seven clean and jerked seventy. I think I hit like one one ten in the back squat. That's not bad. What so yeah. what's your what's your background? Um so I grew up playing sports like kindergarten through fourth grade mm-hmm. and then I actually had a two year stint with cancer oh, where wow. I took wow. off because I couldn't play sports really do a whole lot of anything. Yeah. And then in eighth grade got back into football. Uh freshman year, played football in lacrosse. And I've actually played lacrosse from freshman year to now, which is that sixteen years. Damn! So I'm still on like a post collegiate men's team. Wow, that's so. fantastic! Yeah, and, and, and your, you and your wife coach too. Yeah, so we are currently coaching a third through sixth grade youth girls lacrosse team uh, nice. for Hillsboro. Like two, 2018 and 2019 were assistant coaches for a Hillsboro high school for uh, girls as well. Nice, nice. What's yeah. your record? <laughs> oh, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about the record. I'd like to say that we're over 500. Yeah. Okay. So that's okay. Cool. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. No. Seahawks can barely pull that off. Can we? Uh, the Mariners can't. 
So no comment to the Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. So hit too close to right. home. No, I'm a Niners fan. Oh, yep. right. <laughs> yep. That one goes deep. Yep. That one goes deep. So, uh, what made you decide to join our team, and what? How did you find John North? So, uh, what? 2012 or 2013, I did CrossFit for like six months, like pretty much everybody else. Yeah. Jumped on the bandwagon, drank the Kool-Aid. Yep. And eventually got bored with the programming, uh, started doing some like weightlifting on the side, but just really liked the CrossFit like atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It was just everybody working their butt off all the time. So yep. I'd kind of go like a corner of the gym. I had the CrossFit coach program for me like on the side. Yeah. And then me and my wife moved to Montana, um, Missoula, so she could do her medical externship. And I joined like a weightlifting club kind of a thing for the last three months we were there. Yeah. I wish we would have found it sooner. And then when we came back, things got hectic, kind of stopped lifting in general. Mm-hmm. And then it was actually kind of a fluke. So last June, June, July, I went down to my mom's house in Palo Butte. Mm-hmm. And I came across one of John's videos on social media. I had back in 2012, 2013 or whatever, like back in his heyday, like I had watched all like the cow strength boom videos and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. So I just kind of came across one of his videos and saw somehow through Instagram, saw that he was in Prineville. Okay. So I literally, I was at my mom's house. You're like uh, 35 minutes away, something like that. So it was the day before I left from my mom's house, I booked a session for the day that I was going in, so I drove to Prineville first, did a workout with John, went to my mom's house, and then hit him back up on the way out of town. There you go. So nice. I had two sessions. I originally just went in, just, you can't not yeah. get a session in with John. <laughs> I know, right? right? Right. So at the time, I was like, well, I need to get more explosive for lacrosse. Like, I just kind of used it as like a fun... Yeah. Just kind of getting out of monotony and maybe use Olympic lifting and stuff for for sport. Yeah. He's like, why don't you just join the team? I was like, ah, whatever, man. Like, ah, that's not what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. But I think when I was in, in the garage both days, I think he had me come during the 12 o'clock to central time Zoom session. Yeah. So if I remember correctly, Will and I think Bud were on the session while I was getting a one-on-one with John. That's you, the first one-on-one? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I think the yeah, the second one maybe too. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, then just life happened. I wasn't gonna wasn't actually gonna do it. So yeah. like, yeah, whatever. And like I was in the garage one day trying to figure out what to do and just kinda was like screwing around. And I'm not gonna lie, when I like signed up, I was so jacked up on caffeine. Like I, I didn't know what <laughs> I, didn't I was doing. Didn't even know what you were doing. No, I came in the garage and I was like, Hey honey, uh, I kinda signed up to be on a barbell club. She's like, what are you talking about? I was like, I don't know. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. It's only, it's only 100 bucks or 70 bucks or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that happened pretty, like, just naturally. Then yeah. it's just like one thing after another. That's great. Um, How long do you think it took from the time that you joined the team to now to really get bit by that bug? I'd say a few, a few months. I had actually, I haven't told anybody this, but like I had 
pretty much when I started the team, I'd started like journaling before bed just to kind of get my thoughts out. Yeah. And I had gone back and forth a couple times of like, eh, I might not even do this anymore. Like yeah. my body hurts. Like this is fun, but like, this isn't really is it worth it. Exactly. Yeah. And then like, well, by that point, I think I had, I'd hung out with chef Matt a couple times in his garage. I think mm-hmm. I'd met you at that point. Yeah. And it was like maybe like two weeks before the first GWL before I had even yeah. signed up. Yeah. Like as soon as, yeah, I, maybe the first GWL was like that was it. Okay, I can do this. Yeah, this is this is fun. Well, dude, you, that meet was great for you. I mean, Matt did Matt did awesome. I did good, but but, but you did yeah. like you could tell that something that it just clicked, like something in your brain. Like it wasn't just that you decided that you were gonna like really take a go at this, but it was like, oh, this is how these guys train. This is how we compete. I mean. Granted, the GWL is its its own little thing. It's not it's not an in person local competition or, or a national level competition, which we'll get into later. Um, but like you could see it in the way that you started warming up to the way like it progressed in your mind. Like you could, I was watching. And I was like, this is like this is really interesting to watch. And then you ended up you PR'd, and then we and then to be this young in the sport. And when I was like, okay, we're done. Are we, are we squatting? And you're like, what? sure. And then you, what? You hit like 140 or 140? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably 135 or something. Uh, I, no, no, I think I, you I hit think you 40, 140 yeah. that yeah. day. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Freaking went off, went off on snatch and clean and jerk and then came back and PR'd your, PR'd your squad as well. Like that's, you know, being young in the sport, it, it's easy to – quote unquote easy to make PRs, but the progression is a lot quicker and a lot more consistent if your training's consistent. Right. But for you to like put that heart in and have the energy and the drive to to step up and and get in the squat rack after competing and and draining your endorphins like that, that shows a lot for how you're how you train, how you compete and how you're going to compete in the future. Yeah, I agree. Um, so talk about something. Um, because, you know, from my purview you're Mr. Consistent. You're, you're, you're the one that's posting. You're the one that's on the Zoom. You are consistent on consistent, okay? So I want you to talk a little bit about how you schedule that with your wife, how you, how you make that work in your family dynamic. That's interesting. I think he just does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because speaking, I mean, we're all, we're all married here. Right. We all got families. And we all know the challenge and the struggle when it comes to lifting versus family. Right. No, it, it's definitely a struggle sometimes. <clears throat> I think it helps, especially like the noon uh, Zoom sessions every day is like mm-hmm. this is kind of like a hour and a half, two hour block that like, this is when I'm going to be in the garage. And like it is, it is kind of rough for her, but it's actually probably an easier transition before I, I guess join the team. The last three years I've been super into golf. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, around like 18 four holes hours, plays five hours Well, with COVID and stuff, like everyone's golfing. So it's five, six hours. And if you want to, oh if you want to like actually get up and care about your score and you get there early and warm up and do all that stuff, I mean, that's an extra 45 minutes. And when the might course as well be there a day, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. Two hours in the gym. Isn't, isn't yeah, such a not, big deal. It's not bad at all. That's awesome. That's awesome. Have you noticed, have you been golfing like recently since you've been lifting as much? At all? I've probably golfed 18 holes twice since I started the team. <laughs> has it, has your, has it like affected your swing at all? I, have, I haven't golfed 
and I shit, I can't remember the last time I actually was on a course. I've gone to the driving range a bunch of times with Delaney, but like my swing is atrocious compared to what it used to be. <laughs> like I don't think it's it's probably not that much different. It's definitely not worse. I think well, I went out a couple weekends ago and shot like a seventy seven. <laughs> I'm flipping them off. Yeah, I'm I'm shooting that on nine. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, um, I noticed that like my golf swing, my it's not my golf swing, it's my ego. I oh. walk out there, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm clean and jerking, like, you know, one thirty. I'm gonna smack this ball, and then it's just you're gonna smack it three holes over. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then I it's a reality check really quick. Yeah, yeah I think it's I think golf's kind of like riding a bicycle too. Is like I'd put so. I essentially did to golf what I'm doing to weightlifting right mm-hmm. now. It's like I just shoved all of my time, all of my all my extra time, all of my effort, all of my free time like yeah. into golf. So I kind of like grease the groove. And yeah. I mean, if, as long as I go out every month or two and just kind of do it, like you know, my scores might be a couple strokes less. But I feel like it's also a lot less stress. So it kind of frees me up to actually like yeah. have fun and yeah. possibly uh, shoot word. better. Yeah. yeah. You never know. Yeah. Totally. Uh, so... What was your drive initially? Because it's not cheap to travel for weightlifting. It's not cheap to travel cross country no matter what you're doing. But to just to just go to meet a group of people that you haven't met in person ever, except for John, and and just to go and train for three days and help out and the just to experience like how did that. One, one, how did that, like, how did that process happen for you? Like, you're, was it like, I'm just going to do, do this. It's a good decision. It's going to be a great experience. And then how did you, again, how did you uh, convey that to your wife that this is what was going to happen? Or, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess it was kind of like starting, starting the team. I mean, yeah. I was in the garage. I was all jacked up on caffeine. It was just me and Johnny's like, hey, so when are you going to come to a meet? It's like, when's a meet? He's like, well, the Arnold's next month. Like, All right. Jumped on, <laughs> yeah. jumped on Hopper. You're like, oh, tickets aren't too bad right now. Yeah. 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 No, like that's, you know, I, I guess I kind of re- relate it back to golf or other things is like, I've luckily I've never been addicted to like a substance mm-hmm. other than probably caffeine. Yeah. If you want to call it that. But like when I find something like it's all or nothing. Yeah. Like, I'm all in, which is why I train six seven days a week yep and just i'm always on the zooms and like now i'm like tracking my food and doing all that other stuff it's just like i feel like i need one thing to compartmentalize and just shove all of my time and energy into yeah so talk about that a little bit where does that drive come from like that that's a hard thing to to really harness and you're doing a great job at it but where does that come from i guess i don't even know i guess like growing up i was super competitive it was like a kid, I've always, like, <laughs> my mom used to kick my butt at checkers, and it used to piss me off. Yeah. yeah. Like, she, like, just growing up, like, my parents never really, like, let me win at things. Okay. Like, it was always, like, as, you as have to shouldn't. earn it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. like, that oh probably. Oh, my gosh, who was that? There's a comedian that was talking about that. They were, they were talking back to their three or four of them, and he was like, no, I want, no, I will dunk on his ass. Like, he's <laughs> yeah. not, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't yeah. care if he's four. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you when we're playing, when I'm playing with Jackson in the little basketball hoop in the house, I'm swatting the hell out of that thing. I'm like, nope, get out of here. Not in here. <laughs> oh yeah. No, Delaney, we got the one in here too. Yeah. And Delaney, she's like, she's all like doing hezzies and stuff, trying to get me to, yeah. 
but I mean, she's not. I mean, it, the way it's set on that door, there's like a foot above, so you have to bounce it off the ceiling to get it in. So it's more of a, it's definitely a chance. But um, anyhow, did you have any siblings or anything? Yeah, I have a brother. A brother who's two, two and a half years younger. Okay. How how does that play into your competitiveness and and how you are? I think it probably played into it quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. You know, so, like, we were always super competitive growing up. And, like, not to get too much into, like, my, like, cancer thing. Yeah. But so, the second time I had cancer, it was the last-ditch effort was to do, like, a bone marrow transplant. Mm-hmm. And he was the donor. He was a perfect match. Oh, shit. That's awesome. So, that's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, that's... We'd been competitive through that, and then that happened. So, I pretty much owe him... Everything. Everything. So he will always win every game you guys play. Oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. See, that's what I'm talking about. I love that. Absolutely not. (laughs) No, once I finally, like, it's like I was bedridden for almost, like, two years off and on. So, like, coming out, like, I didn't have, like, any strength. But, like, once I, like, could actually, like, move around and do stuff and, like, got my strength back, it was Mm -hmm. It was on. on. (laughs) Nice. That's fantastic. Oh, man. So get back to the Arnold. Um Walk, walk us through your experience as a fresh new weightlifter, never experiencing anything like this um, outside of high school and college sports competitively. Um, it's a whole new realm. Um, walk us through how you how you felt walking into the venue the first time. Um, just everything that you took in, see, you know, see if you can't get it across in words and, and let us know what it's like. Yeah, no, I remember I got in, was it Wednesday or Thursday night? It was the first night of everything. I showed up, I'm like, I was just awestruck. Like, there were, there's no putting into words, like, how I felt. I was just, like, overwhelmed. Like, I had a bunch of anxiety just even being there. Like, I yeah. wasn't lifting, but just, like, kind of thinking, like, oh, that I might want to do this next year, which I'm definitely glad I went because if that would have been my first experience was going there and lifting on the first day oh like, geez I, <laughs> it w- I don't I don't think it would have worked out very well yeah. Yeah. yeah but by the time like the weekend was over the four days was over I mean I felt right at home yeah everyone there was super nice yeah. I mean I talked to two Olympians which oh, I mean shit. how many people can yeah, no. How many people I, I, can say that? Absolutely. Like that's just yeah. dumbfounding. I went home and I told my wife, and she was just like, "Oh, that's cool." <laughs> like, uh, do you that's understand? A pretty yeah, that's exactly. that's pretty <laughs> no, and just like yeah, the the atmosphere there was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Everyone was super cool. Like, like, you can't ask for a better team. No, like, yeah. no, you can't. Showing yeah. up and like meeting everybody for the first time especially like Will and Bud and Corey and like everyone who's been. I've seen five days four or five days a week on zoom up yeah. until that point it was yeah. like yeah it was, it was like you can't miss a beat like yeah it just it it's just like i've known them for rolled right along two yeah. three four months but like you i see them way more than anybody who i would call a friend at this point yeah <laughs> yeah no, like, <laughs> so i know like, right yeah yeah I mean, outside feeling. of work i mean this is the closest thing you get so yeah, yeah. um did you help out with coaching or loading or anything like that when you're there yeah i've Loaded for everybody who I could. Yeah. I, I don't know about coaching. I feel like I'm not to that point yet. But yeah. yeah but just, I, just being there and helping out. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I was on 
pretty much every bar, every session, just trying to help out from when wow. I got there to when we left. That's so cool. That is. What is the, uh, like, what, if you look back at it now, like, what's the one thing that sticks out that you were able to take from that? That's a good question. It's hard to, it's hard to nail it down to one, but, like. I mean, I, if I had to just pick one thing, I think, like, it would just be our team. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't see anybody else doing what we did even like remotely close really and like because there's so many people in such a small training hall i mean yeah. we were rolling in seven to ten deep at five forty-five, six o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah and just, just turn up the training hall before anybody even got there wow that's so cool I, can, I can't wait to go i have yet to beat a one and it freaking drives me nuts to i a, beat you uh, national you beat me yeah <laughs> yeah no it's every time so let's see my anniversary is the first week of April. I'm not doing anything during Christmas because my family's crazy. Like, we're doing something every single weekend from basically like Halloween all the way on. Sarah's birthday is the end of September. Basically, July. Yeah, no, June's my only like free month. <laughs> then it's July's birthday, August's birthday, September birthday, and then October's. Oct- it, what's in, is there any competitions in October? When's, Maybe Ve- when's the Vegas? Freedom. freedom is October. November. They're November. trying to do it in November. Okay. okay. But when's Vegas? Vegas is November? I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, towards the end of the year. I know Nationals is, or Worlds is in December. Yes. But anyhow, yeah, it's it's just my, my I have to, at the beginning of the year, I just have to put it in my, in my calendar and just be like, look, babe. Yeah, I, I'm going. Sorry, <laughs> we are going. We are 99% going to Orlando for Worlds, though. So nice. that'll be basically it's going to be the same experience for me. Like I'm going to walk in, we be like, oh my freaking god, this is going to be nuts. It's going to be incredible. Yeah. And then hopefully we we get to see Cornell break some records and take home the world championship. Snatch yeah. 160. <laughs> What's the, what is the is it 150? I think it's one. I want to say 157, but I thought I it was 152. Wrong. I could be wrong there. Yeah, I can't remember what it is. I looked at them the other day, and I was just like, "Those records are old." Yeah, they're like 2013, 2014. Yeah. They're old, and nobody in the last three year, four years, has been putting up any kind of numbers close to what he's doing. There might be one guy that's snatching like 48 or 50. But he's gonna he's gonna snatch fifty five or fifty fifty eight. Yeah, you know, and then yeah. if he can clean and jerk eighty, game over. Game yeah, over. Game yep. over. Yep. No, it'll be it'll, it'll be a party because yeah. I'm pretty sure I, I I gotta talk to Rod and Lama again, but I'm pretty sure they're gonna roll in with quite the crew really? just to come in, just to go. Nice, you know, because it's not that far for them. Right, right. Um. So. What else do you got going on? Like, what's your what's your day to day look like that you got to schedule around, Damon? I mean, I know you lead a different life than than some other people with with your job and whatnot. Can you walk us through kind of your typical day and why it might pay to pay off to be a a day trader? Yeah, so I am a full time day trader for myself. So I get on my computer laptop at six thirty in the morning Pacific time when the market opens. And if I'm lucky, if I make my money, I'm off by 9.30, 10. <laughs> wow. Wow. And that, that's your work day? Time to eat, time to train. That's your work day? Yep. <laughs> this morning, I was on until 11.30. Wrong. 
<laughs> you had to make money. You had to make the money back. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> had to pray. Exactly. Yeah. So Always. There's there's one thing that has really stuck out for me. You know, besides your you know your lifting and your technique is getting so much better. The amount of weight you're putting on. Talk us through what you eat, what your regimen of what you eat daily, because you have increased size noticeably since the first time I met you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So I, fat, bro. Yeah. That's no. what I'm trying to do. No, so yeah, smooth math. <laughs> well, I think I started the team. I don't even know what it is in kilos because I have a pound scale. Yeah. So I was like 156 ish. And I think like I've been hovering around like I think I'm back down to like 170. Back down to 170. Wow. That's huge. I said that's what I said. I was like 20, 25 pounds, something like that. Yeah. yeah. I think I got up to like 174. It's just like I felt terrible. Like I was moving slow. It, like it takes I started a getting moon face. It's just like I was bloated all the time. Like I it just wasn't Yeah, there's a it's a fine, fine line of, of like what's okay and what's not. Mm-hmm. And then like, you got to look at your wife and be like, is this okay? Am I, yeah. Am I yeah. still attractive? Oh, I, so like, I, I'd never been like a hot bath person, but like I take a hot bath at least a couple times a week. Yeah. Yeah. When I was like 174, she's like, oh, you're looking a little thick. <laughs> but like, it didn't sound like a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. oh yeah, your boobs are coming in. <laughs> she didn't say that. <laughs> But like wow. that was like well, that's the, what you heard. The, yeah, that was the gist. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, but so so what did you do to, to get to where you're at now as far as eating? Like um, anything different? You increasing volume? Just kind of different macros. I've just been eating a little bit differently. Okay. Yeah, I've just been eating less. Like I I still kind of stuff my face. Okay. But it was I was really stuffing my face, and I was actually setting like a timer on my phone, like making sure I oh. ate every like three hours nice and it wasn't like small stuff it was like i mean i was eating like five like five to six hundred calories okay every three hours for okay well so with the 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 quality of what you're eating was it it, i mean was it fast food was it stuff you were making at home was it like chicken and rice it's kind of like a like a hodgepodge of stuff okay because i know that you've gone to uh, a couple of the gwl meets you know, I think the last one I had pizza and everything, and everybody ate pizza. And then I heard you go, "Yeah, I'm gonna stop at Carl's Jr. on the way home." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that was after the pizza, my man. Right there. Yeah, you have to eat to recover, right? Yeah, yeah, That's totally. Right. And so yeah, like it's it's kind of like a hodgepodge. Like we'll probably eat out maybe maybe twice a week. Yeah. Like Pizza Smicha has double punch Tuesdays. I'll pretend I didn't hear that. Yeah, one. I know. Cool. As you say, wow. but we don't have a pizza cotta like really close to the house. <laughs> okay. It's all good. It's all good. Pizza okay. is pizza no matter what. That's my wife's jam. Yeah. Cool. Like, we'll do, like, homemade pizza every other week. Nice. I feel like yeah. every, a couple, hey, a couple days out of the out of the week, I'll do, like, chicken and rice, chicken, rice, and broccoli or something, mm-hmm. but that's more just for, like... Volume. That, but more just, like, absorption and just making my stomach feel a little more settled. It's <laughs> <laughs> easily digestible, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I... Yeah, chicken and rice is boring. It is. I yes, did that for so long. It's like, let's see, as soon as Delaney could eat solid, like that was her first solid food, and we ate chicken and rice and broccoli every night for like, I don't know, two years. 
Wow. It's cheap and easy. Well, I went, I, went, I, I went from 175, 180 to 200. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I did it clean. Yeah. What do you got now? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, about three weeks ago, I was at 104. Now I am not. We're talking kilos, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, kilos. 104 kilos walking around. And I felt okay. And for whatever reason, stress, who knows, just, yeah, it's, um, I'm not, at least I'm still over 200 pounds and that's, that's the important part. Yes, it is. So, yes, but it is. it's, it's, if I go to, if I actually, if I competed in a, in a in-person meet, then I would probably lift as a 96 and that pains me. That hurts. Wasn't so. that going to be a new handle? Edol 96? Edol, hey, it's still up two kilos, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I want to I wanna kind of dig a little bit here, yeah. if you don't mind. Um, and I want to, you know, I'm, I'm highly interested because I've had experiences, not myself with cancer, but with, you know, my father. You know, do you think that, that your competitive levels and your drive came from, you know, overcoming that? I mean, can, is there anything you can talk about with how you got through it? Because, you know, pers- my personal experience is I've never seen anybody get through it. So right. to hear that you've got through it twice is remarkable. And it's a really um, cool thing. And, you know, feel free to share whatever you feel comfortable sharing. But Yeah, no, I'm, I don't know if that has anything to do with it or if that's how it was before. Yeah. But, yeah, like, what, two or three, like, full sessions of chemo two rounds of full body radiation. Like, I don't know how many stints in the ICU, like being told like essentially like multiple times that like, it's not looking good. Yeah. So I think I want to say when I, when they finally found it, it was like stage three, stage four. Okay. So it was like pretty, pretty far down the line. Yeah. Yeah. Making through it the first time it was kind of reassuring. It was literally like Less than a month later, I went in for a checkup and they found like another lump. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So going through all that stuff again and then doing, essentially getting like the same prognosis. They're like, yeah. People don't like get through it twice. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks, guys. It's like, I don't remember like a whole lot like from the experience. Like I was given like amnesia drugs yeah. and like that yeah. kind of stuff. Just yeah. like, I don't remember, but yeah, like the few like memories I have. It's like one of them's like laying in the ICU with like tubes in me. Right. Then the other ones are like essentially they're like, we'll see. Ah, Not looking good. That's crazy. Wow. But it's yeah, pretty incredible. I gotta be honest. So you know that uh, that it, just to hear you talk about it is pretty incredible. It's it's hard because like, well after like the second time I went through like my bone marrow transplant, which I was in the hospital in the same room for thirty days with my mom. Damn. Like it's essentially like hardcore isolation. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. everyone coming mm-hmm. in is in like full PPE. Yep. Yeah. Like yep. stuff. So actually to get through to get through and like not be bored, like I had them bring in an exercise bike every day. So I'd get on the exercise bike. It's like pedal for I, I don't know what it might have just been like ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Like fifteen minutes, but just was like your other option is to wither away in a bed. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I... That may have been the one thing that... Yeah. They kept you going. God, that's incredible. The drive is, is... It's kind of like blowing my mind right now just to hear you talk about this because, like, you see um, that same drive in your weightlifting. I see that same drive in the way you approach life and the way you talk and how, you know, our conversations we've had. But, like, 
it's just like it's who you are and like it's really cool to see that someone at such a young age has overcome this thing that most people don't right twice and now it's like you're overcoming these steps in weightlifting that is like i feel i'm looking at you like what the heck am i doing wrong like yeah you know no, like, you're, you're progressing quickly it is and it's and, really cool to watch yeah Thanks. and it's not just not just in your not just in in the kilos that you're putting overhead but it's in your form in your mm-hmm. in your consistency with the lift and the each position and like it's just it's really cool to watch somebody like just somebody move through that i've had i haven't had very many chances chances to be around somebody consistently who's working their way up like i have videos of myself and that's it right. like like matt was already pretty far along like you had already been lifting for yeah. a few years yeah. you know you had yeah. you'd been you were familiar with the barbell right um so to see you come in and basically from you know within months of day one really just work your way through it and be as coachable as you are i mean shit every time you come over here we work through something and it's just immediate like it just just clicks every time yeah and no you're doing a hell of a job it's inspiring i will say it really is and it helps that like i mean i i do one-on-ones with john maybe like once a month or something yeah like especially just like being on the zooms like getting coached that way just like time under the bar Mm -hmm. then like i have two really great mentors like 30 minutes from me (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude it's i i gotta admit like um, and I told you a little bit about this, like, you know, before you got on the team, like Eric and I were, you know, Eric was working a lot. I was working a lot. And it was just like in this very stagnant moment. And mm-hmm. so like the, when the three of us came together, it was like, oh, here we Fireworks. go. Here well, we it, go. No, we have a team. Like we have a, like, it's, it's so much easier to put something together when, I mean, it, Matt and I live less than five minutes away from each other. <laughs> and for months it was like, Oh yeah, we'll totally meet up, and then we wouldn't talk to each other for like three weeks, and be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, next that week, next the week," move, and then yeah. three weeks later, be like, "Shit!" Yeah. And then the GWL happened, mm-hmm. and it's been—I don't know—like up until three, four weeks ago, we were once or twice a week. We we're at your house yeah. or more, and then once or twice over here, and you're coming to his house and my house, and like it's just—it's the consistency and camaraderie that we've built between the three of us is it's going to it's going to be really cool to see what happens over the next year i agree yeah so. uh, matt and i were talking in the garage downstairs after we were finishing i was like that's why i'm still doing this i mean i think that weightlifting's fun but like without you guys like without the team like my body feels trashed all the time and all my wife dislikes me way more now than before i started <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. So I'm doing it for you guys. <laughs> oh my gosh. Truth teller. <laughs> so that's why you're going to uh where are you going to uh Europe or whatever next next month or two months. You got yeah. a treater. You yeah. got a treater. But I like that. That's a good it's a good way to be. Oh, that's great, man. So hey, we're doing a we're doing a little something interesting today. So I have this is my birthday present that Sarah let me pick out for myself. It's Ooh. a single malt whiskey from uh, Bandon, Oregon. So if you want ice or rocks or bullets, they're in there. Pick what you want, if you want any. I swear I didn't touch any of those. <laughs> uh, 
was cool. Yeah. Thank you. So it's one of my favorites. It was I tasted a bunch of rum. They had like twenty six different types of rum. Yeah, and one vodka, one gin, and one whiskey. So go ahead and pour yourself one there, Damon. Thank you. This is going to be the incentive to get people on to actually come into the show. <laughs> come try some whiskey. Come try some whiskey. I'll find some cool bottle for you. Are we doing this every week? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? There we go. Bring the next bottle. Heck yeah. Yeah. I'll bring some scotch over next time. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. This is actually this is this is pretty close. It's not scotch. It's definitely not scotch, but it's smoky. Salute. 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 Yep. Team. That's good stuff. That's really good. Yeah. I need so, a steak. I know. It's actually really, really good with steak. I love the smokiness of that. So you are a whiskey drinker. I am. That's that's your vice, I guess, other than weightlifting. So let's uh, tell me about it. tell me what you think about this whiskey. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's whiskey. It's a good place to start. So yeah, like it's a little little on the smoky side compared to what I normally have. But yeah. Like, I'm not super picky. I'm not like a connoisseur who like yeah. knows all about whiskey. I know like what I like. Like, yeah, I I usually drink like Pendleton. Mm-hmm. I was gonna ask, what's your choice? And then like Macallan Twelve for Scotch. Oh, Macallan Twelve is delicious. It I've really a, is. I have a hard I have a hard time telling the difference between that and eighteen. Don't feel like spending an extra sixty bucks on a bottle. Yeah, I no, there's not much. It's, I mean, in, in age, but yes, it's more peaty. Mm-hmm. That's that's the only thing I know. Like the yeah. older you get with Macallan with Merengue, I'm gonna get slapped at my family for pronouncing that wrong <laughs> and like all of them when you get up to like the 18 the 18 is like as old as i can go the mm-hmm. 21 the 25 there was uh when my grandpa died his friends all brought these bottles over and so we had like two bottles of 21 two bottles of 25 and there was like another bottle of something that was like you never see it mm-hmm. and we're i'm like oh my god this is almost repulsive because it was just so much peat and so much like just dirt in your face but it was good yeah i was like okay i'm drinking this but it was it was crazy how like the older it got the peatier it got and this like it was just more pungent yeah yeah Yeah. stronger flavor yeah Yeah. you said that was like from my for my wedding i treated myself to a bottle of 21 yeah i think i drank half of at my wedding Damn. Yeah, when I uh, graduated uh, culinary school, I treated myself to a bottle of Lafroig, and that's my favorite. I have yet to have that. I'll bring a bottle. Okay. Because it is, I mean, you want to talk about peat and smoke? It's, it's complete. You're going to taste it like an hour later. Oh, it's wow. just going to be one of those that's going to linger, but it is something to taste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not everybody's choice. But it is, um, it's really interesting on the notes that come through because you get a lot of like vanilla, you get a lot of oak, but then you got that smoke and peat just punching through. Wow. It's interesting. Um, it's just one thing you should taste at one time in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So from the chef's standpoint, mm-hmm. um, what would you pair with this, Matt? With this, this one right here, you know, I'm going to pair like something with high fat, like a, you know, a fatty ribeye. 
you know, and then a fatty ribeye that's smothered in some butter, right? Garlic butter? Yeah, some garlic butter, something something real strong for this to cut through, right? right. Um, I'm going to do like a, a pasta with like um, some sort of like cream dish, you know? Mm. Um Something, you know, anything that has a lot of fat in it, something that's going to coat your mouth, that this can really, like, drive through and just complement right. that fattiness. So anytime I get whiskey, it's, it's a steak or it's like a heavy cream sauce of something, like a gorgonzola sauce on top of a steak, mm -hmm. right? Like, this would go perfect with that. Sounds like a good plan. I was going to say, usually when I drink whiskey, it's usually like, like a nightcap. Yeah. So it's yeah. usually like after I've... Same way. I'm the same way. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, when I do put stuff together, that's the fun part of what I do. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I get to like combine these flavors and like, just like with wine, you know, it changes when you eat it with food. Yeah. Right. So does this. Yep. Yeah. So my dad used to do, well, when I was living in Bellingham, going to, going to school, air quotes, um, he was working in Anacortes and I'd go down once a week and he'd cook steaks and he'd do a mushroom gorgonzola sauce. Bro. Yeah, I know. Oh my god. Like they were they were good steaks, but they weren't like they weren't great steaks. Right. They were but they were good. But that sauce, like I I can't replicate it. Like I've tried. I've asked him. He's like just butter, gorgonzola, blue cheese dressing and mushrooms. You probably need to add more butter. <laughs> I don't think I need to add more butter. <laughs> I can teach you how to make a sauce like that. Hell it may yeah. not be the same one, but I'll tell you. It'll be you. fucking delicious. Yeah. That's all I know. Yeah. This is a random question, Matt. What kind of butter do you use at home? <laughs> Kerrygold. Um, no, you know, I don't use Kerrygold. So that's what I use. I don't yeah. use Kerrygold. I, what, the one thing that I'm looking for in butter is unsalted. Yep. And the reason why is because I, I don't want somebody else to add salt to my dish. I want to be able to add salt to it. So I'm taking a butter that is not going to have salt in it. Kerrygold is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I will agree with that. I used to put it in my coffee. Fantastic. Bulletproof coffee. Yeah, if you like, if you like that. Um, but my, my goal is just to get a butter without salt. Okay. That's the main thing. Um, yeah. Have you had that, tried that Amish butter that comes like it's a, like a brick? Yes. You yes, like it? It's fantastic. Really? Yeah. I gotta try it's it. really good. It's like one of those ones that you can just like cut off and just like, oh, that's okay. Oh. <laughs> a little bit of honey, yes. a little cinnamon sugar. Yep. I might be in 96 here pretty soon. I know, right? <laughs> Every kilo counts. Butter makes everything better. It does. Yeah. All right, man. This has been great. Uh, do you have any any stocks that you're watching that you want to <laughs> tell, it, tell the go. secrets to get out? Not right now. <laughs> <laughs> Not after today. Nice. Good move. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. Um, all right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna call it here. We'll finish our whiskeys off air and and chat some more. But Matt, you got anything coming up? You guys kicked off a couple more episodes. I see. You got yeah, date nights. Uh, we got we kicked off some some good ones. We have some really cool ones lined up. I have some fantastic uh interviews coming up with some chefs that were over in ukraine um on max effort kitchen and uh yeah just some really good ones with you coming too so yeah no it'll be it'll be great yep so thanks th for having me thanks for having thanks for coming over and yeah lifting weights and busting ass yeah and first time podcaster you did great man yeah, thanks this is great this was a lot of fun it was awesome yeah all right thank you everyone for listening Again, this is the PFRS Podcast, Kilo Chasers, Raw Cut. Adios. Bye.
Bye.